Entry 57, rebranding Cognizant, LinkedIn post starts. We can finally share what we've been busy working on. Same Cognizant, just more us. Rebrands are often a bit of a to-do in market, taboo in marketing. It can be seen as busy work, not necessary work. That will actually move the, the dial on what really matters, revenue. So why did a revenue-focused CMO go to the board and CEO and request a rebrand? Well, it wasn't because I didn't like our logo, although I, I didn't particularly. It wasn't because I wanted to be seen to make an impact. It was because we were being slowed down by a, a very old brand and one that ultimately started to impact our ability to hit revenue numbers. We were reinventing the wheel at every stage. We were in this sort of brand limbo. I will deep dive this and more in our latest Demandism Live, which you can sign up to in the comments. Lots of mark mistakes and lessons I can share to help you make your next rebrand a smooth one. And then it's a link to the video, our rebrand video that we use when we launched. Um, and if you want to watch that video, it's linked to in the CMO Diary um, hub. And um, I'm sure it's also available via the book. So it took me three years before I decided to rebrand Cognizant. And I'm a firm believer in if it isn't broken, don't fix it. But at this point, it really was broken. And we were in this sort of brand limbo state that I described above. Everything we did meant reinventing the wheel. There was a lot of precious time and resources being wasted and we were being really slowed down. So I decided to push for a rebrand, but underneath the project scope was a whole lot more. It was about defining our messaging, mission and positioning. More importantly, getting all the executives to align around one, to align around one vision, much harder um, than I initially thought. Rewriting all the copy on the website, introducing new pages and removing redundant ones, recreating website experiences and journeys, we had moved to this fully ungated model, but our website still required work to reflect this. Consolidating our operational setup from a forms and landing page perspective, we went from 400 plus forms down to just 20. Migrating our CMS code base to a truly scalable self-serve drag and drop solution. So when thinking about doing a rebrand, really fully scope out the project. It will touch so many elements and you need to ensure that you can maximize the outcome by planning it properly to include as many of those critical items as possible. One thing I'd recommend is keeping laser focused on output during the process. I actually kept my team really sheltered from the distraction until the very end. I didn't want any loss of output or any we'll wait until the rebrand rhetoric to creep in. It's precisely those things that gave us these types that actually give these types of projects such a bad rep in the first place. Imagine if my whole team had been halted to work on a rebrand and we didn't produce anything during the months of work that went into it. And arguably, I may have kept the team too sheltered, as when the time came to, for the final push, requiring a big team lift, there was some initial pushback. I think that could have been avoided with a little more transparency during the process. But I was determined that would never stop delivering. Nothing would ever get blocked by the rebrand. And as far as the company was concerned, one day the website was purple with lines and the next it wasn't. We also built a mini brand hub, which enabled our organization to easily access all the newly branded assets in, on the morning of the switch. That was definitely a big win for us. And tools like Seismic and Mailtastic enabled our email signatures and collateral to be centrally managed and updated. So the lift on individuals was very minimal and it was made as easy as possible to roll out. A huge win for a seamless transition and to continue productivity without a break.